Welcome back to DC TV Classics, your home for the history of DC on TV. I am one of your hosts, Keith Chow, joined once again by my co-hosts. First up, Brittany Monet. What's going on, Brittany? Not much. How's it going? Doing all right. Um, hope to catch up on all the TV that you need to be watching. Have you been? Uh, most of it, except for The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I'm I'm giving up on The Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I have no desire to catch up. But it's all good. Uh, also joining once again, our other co-host, the birthday girl herself. What's up, Desiree Rodriguez? Uh, what's up, guys? Happy belated. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, belated. That was really sweet. Thanks for the shout out on Twitter. Did you go crazy on uh, your birthday? You know what? Everybody's been asking me that because they're like, oh, you're 25 now. You did something like wild and fun. Even my father was like, did you party? <laughs> and I'm like, look, I am old. I, I work a lot. I'm like, I didn't do anything i sat on my couch and i cuddled with some cats and that's it well i know that there was one thing that you did on your birthday and that's going to segue us into our news segment before we dive into what today's show is going to be about i saw on twitter on your birthday that you were watching a new movie called teen titans the judas contract i know it's not technically a dc tv classic but what were your thoughts? This is the one that like looks like it's part of the Young Justice universe, right? Yeah, well, first of all, I felt like this is DC was giving me this gift because it came out on my birthday, and I love the Teen Titans. They're some, they're like one of my favorite comics ever. And I was like, thank you, DC, for all the stress that I have underwent through all your stuff. <laughs> I deserve this. Now it's actually like because DC started a new animated shared universe through their animated films. Um, they still do their one-offs here and there, but they started it, I want to say, with, like, it was, like, the new Justice League film that had, like, Dark Side in it, and that's, that kind of kick-started it all, and there's been a bunch of Batman movies that have gone in there, and um, so there was actually a precursor movie to this. It was Teen Titans versus the Justice League, which mm-hmm. was just a... And we actually talked about this a couple pods back. Uh, I mentioned Justice League Dark, which is a part of the same universe. So mm-hmm. it's similar animation to Young Justice, and it's it's certainly gotten better. I think the animation in Young Justice is is a little better. Um, mm. They draw their female characters way better. The animation for the female characters is way, way better. But it's definitely similar animation, and uh, the voice actors who did uh, Roy and um, Wally West in Young Justice reprised their roles in this one. There's a short flashback in the opening of the movie that um, has... Speedy and uh, Kid Flash and you know Baby Beast Boy and Bumblebee and Dick Grayson when he was Robin and it's when they first meet Starfire, so it was kind of cool to hear like those voices again and got me like all hyped for Young Justice to come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I have liked most of the DC animated films. Their new shared universe has had some bumps. There's, there has been a movie that I've, like, loved by them. This is the first one that I felt like was really balanced, especially for a teen film. Um, each little, each character got, like, their own little storyline and kind of character arc. Um, Damien wasn't shoved in my face, you know? <laughs> he actually showed some character growth. He gets a puppy at the end. I'm like, thank you. You introduced one of Damien's most endearing qualities, the fact that he loves animals. Well, and then you had your, um, your shipper heart. Oh my god, there was so much, like, Dick Grayson and, like, Corey love, it was amazing, I was like, yes, yes, this is best <laughs> ever, like. 
is, was, is there an official name for like Starfire and, and Robin or Nightwing or Dick? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> He's got so many names. I know, I know. The original like cartoon that aired on Cartoon Hour forever ago, that was just Rob Star. And like for this one, I think it's just like Dick Corey. You like there's no like just kinda like there's like there's Dick Babs and there's like Dick Roy and stuff. Like DC Phantom doesn't make, you know, those those <laughs> names really, which I kinda like better because shipping in Young Justice was hard. Because I was like, is it speed bu- buggy? Is it blue speed? Is it like what <laughs> Spitfire? I don't So this makes it easier. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was great. It was cool seeing Corey be a team leader. Um, it reminded me a little bit of you know, her time being a leader of the Teen Titans when she was kind of mentoring Tim Drake, Cassie Sandsmark, and um, Connor Kent, you know, when they joined the Teen Titans after, like, Young Justice had ended. It was cool to see Dick and Starfire move in together. It reminded me of, like, the old school, you know, comics, like, when they were going through those changes and they were coming together as a couple. And it's cool because the previous animated films, whenever Dick's, you know, been in the film, they've mentioned Corey quite a bit. Like, there's been little notes that they are dating, and then they show them in the Justice League versus Teen Titans film, but, you know, it wasn't the focus. And this is the first time their relationship's been focused on, and I loved every second of it. It was amazing. <laughs> I did not like how they changed Dick's outfit from blue to red, though. Well, it's the New 52, right? It's the Nightwing from New 52 outfit, isn't it? Yeah, well, they had him in the blue, and then they changed it, this movie, to go to the red. And I'm like, but why? Yeah, well, you know... Well, you mentioned the uh, that the DCAU has one-off movies as well, uh, in addition to their shared universe. And I think the other bit of news I wanted to, to cover real quick is something they just announced the other day, uh, another DC animated film. This one's called Batman and Harley Quinn. What's cool about this one is that it looks like it takes place in the Bruce Timm Batman the Animated Series universe it even has kevin conroy coming but of course kevin conroy plays batman in everything uh it's getting to the point where it's like i want to differentiate my batmans but whatever um (laughs) but this is the return of like the animated series batman it looks like Brittany, did you did you have any feels when you saw that they may potentially be bringing back the uh, batman the animated series continuity uh yes that's you know my favorite Batman property and like DC TV classic property. So I'm really excited. I do know they're switching the voice actors for Harley, yeah. but still, I'm pretty much excited for it. And I will definitely check it out when it's available. That's right. Instead of Arlene Sorkin, who was the original Harley Quinn in Batman the Animated Series, they've gone and cast uh, Melissa Ross, who is, who is uh, a, one of the stars of The Big Bang Theory. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, but... Yeah, I, I know who she plays. She has, like, a really high-pitched voice right. on the show. So, like, when I saw that she was cast, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't get Arlene Sorkin back, though. She hasn't done Harley in a long time, because I know Tara Strong does Harley in yeah. um, the, the games, and I think she does Harley in, like, a lot of the animated movies. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, this is it's really cool, because... When I first saw the news, I, I saw, like, screenshots of, like, Batman and Harley, and it looked like something out of the animated series. And then, as I read deeper, it said, this movie's going to be in the style of the Batman the animated series. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, the, those are the two biggest news in terms of, like, classics for us. Uh, and neither of them are classics, right? There's, these are new movies that are coming out. Uh, speaking of new movies coming out, and, and this is the, the kind of, like, 
igniting factor for this particular episode of DC TV Classics. Another thing that debuted in the meantime from the last time we were on was a little trailer for a movie called Justice League. Now, we are not the DC Films podcast, so I don't want to get into too much about the the upcoming Justice League movie, but I did want to talk about the standout in the trailer, I think by all accounts, even people who don't particularly like Zack Snyder's DCEU, and that would be Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, yes, yes. He was, bar none, the star of the trailer, yeah? I would definitely agree. Yeah, Aqua Momoa can get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, inspired by the resurgence of Aquaman in in our public consciousness, and as a kind of a, a shout-out to our former DC TV Classics co-host, Ken Knudsen, uh, who is the biggest Aquaman fan that I know, We've decided that for this week's episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, Rather than have a guest, rather than have an interview with with a really cool person, rather than have someone from Star Kid, which is (laughs) our other go-to when we don't have anything else to do, uh, we're going to do a bit of an audio commentary for you guys out there in DC TV Classics land. And we're going to do a commentary of the Aquaman TV pilot produced by Al Goff and Miles Millar for uh, the CW back in 2006. This was a pilot that starred Justin Hartley, who is also now a huge star on this on NBC's This Is Us, who came to stardom as the original Green Arrow on Smallville. Before he was any of that, he was Arthur Curry, dive instructor in Tempest Keys, Florida, who also happened to be Prince Orin of Atlantis. Uh, this was a, a show that came out and it never got picked up to series, the CW passed on Aquaman back in 2006. However, Warner Brothers Television did end up releasing the Aquaman pilot on iTunes, and it became, at the time, the best-selling single episode of TV uh, when it was released. So, in honor of Aquaman, now that Aquaman is everyone's favorite superhero all of a sudden, we are going to watch Aquaman from DC TV's previous incarnation before it became the Berlanti universe. So what we're going to do is um, myself, Brittany and Desiree, we're all going to watch Aquaman together. Those of you out here, out there in the real world, listening to us, if you want to follow along, we'll tell you when to hit play on your device, whether it's, uh, you know, your computer, your, I guess it wouldn't be, who would have it on the DVR 12 years later? Nobody, (laughs) Uh, wherever you have it, you can fire it up when we say hit play and just watch Aquaman along with us. So we are we ready to yes. get into some Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we can uh, speculate on how much of this is going to be in the uh, Jason Momoa movie that comes out next year. Probably none of it. <laughs> so uh, on the count of three, let's all hit play. Ready? One, two, three, play. This is shot in Florida, Desiree. So let me, let me know if you recognize anything as and we're watching. And that voice is actually Annette O'Toole. That's right. That is Annette O'Toole's voice. Why why did uh why did Martha Kent narrate <laughs> Arthur Curry's life? I don't I don't it. know, but it's not the same like the actress who physically plays that character and it's not the same person. Yeah. I just this is so much stock footage. Like I don't think this is Florida. 
<laughs> and the Nirvana baby. Yes. Right? <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I want to listen to, like, Come As You Are, Aquaman. That's a really cool, like, logo, though. I kind of yeah, do that. Yeah, it's very, like, hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting about this show is that... Um, I don't think when they were pitching it to, and it actually, I was a little, I was wrong. They didn't pitch it to the CW. They actually pitched this when it was still the WB, and it was after the WB merged with UPN and became the CW that they ended up passing on the show. So uh, oh. that's that's a little bit of trivia. Hey, Lou Diamond Phillips. Richie. Hey, Lou Diamond. You know, shout out to Al Goff. If you listened to my interview with Al Goff last week, you know we talked about how they've always shown a light on Asian American actors. Uh, all the way from the, their beginning when they were working on, uh, you know, Sammo Hung's TV show, all the way through in, in introducing Kristen Crook on Smallville. The fact that they cast Lou Diamond Phillips as the dad, who is Filipino American, which people, a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people think he's Latino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Latino. Richie Valens. Yeah, from La Bamba. Yeah, that. I mean, La Bamba was like so big, so I get why people yeah. think that is something, but he's not. It's okay. He probably has Spanish ancestry because, you know, Spain colonized. Right, right, exactly. I mean, he is Filipino. Um, but yeah, so that's it's pretty cool to see Lou Diamond Phillips in the, oh. in the Pa pa Kent role. So is Annette O'Toole dubbing this actress's voice too? I don't know if she's dubbing her voice too. I just know that it's a, phys- it's a different actress, you know, obviously physically. Yeah, but you're right. The the voiceover in the very beginning was clearly Ma Kent. Yes, I looked up the IMDb cast before <laughs> we started watching. <laughs> Look at Brittany doing her homework. Check out these like 2006 era computer effects, though. Right? Like yes. this is so early 2000s. <laughs> so, uh, we this is very similar to like. Ollie Queens, um, yes. except he's not a kid, I guess. I'm so but. glad that somebody <clears throat> else noticed that because, yeah, I got like major, like Oliver Queen vibes. Yeah. Like ocean crashing, and, like, is <laughs> an island. <laughs> this also kind of reminds me of that Disney original movie. Um, what was it called? Like 13th Year or something like that? Oh, the one where he turns into a mermaid. Yes. Yeah, I used to love that movie. <laughs> right? That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> so this is uh, this is Arthur Curry's Atlantean mother, right? Atlanta yeah. is yeah. His Atlantean I like seeing mother. her be badass. Like that was pretty cool. Right, where she's fighting off the siren. Yeah. Yes. I did get kind of scared because it's like really dark ocean right now, and all I could think about was like sharks and like just <laughs> eating poor Arthur, like. Like or the water pressure of the ocean, I'm like it's a really good thing you're half fish. So did you guys ever? Did you watch this like ten years ago when it was first out, or is this no. something that you watched later in life? Or did you, is this the first time you guys have seen this? First time, first really? Time, yeah. Interesting. Like, yeah, it's funny I'm all that for Justin Hartley because he was like the best Oliver. Mm. Well, um, there's only been know, two of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't claim the other one. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, when I heard about it, like, it's cool that they thought about it. Like, I feel like after Smallville, they tried a couple different things because they, you know, Aquaman, and then I know there was a Wonder Woman pilot, too. Right. So, 
But that wasn't the Wonder Woman uh, pilot was not Goff Miller, but it was um interestingly and you'll see her later in this episode, Adrian Palicki, who went on to be Lady J and G.I. Joe Retaliation and Mockingbird on Agents of Shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, she was on uh, Supernatural. She was um, also, yeah, in the first like season as uh, what's his name's girlfriend to Aunt uh, Sam. Yeah, Sam. She's the one who got burned on the ceiling because yes. when they dialed Supernatural. And she also played Fake Kara on Smallville in like season three. Yeah, she for a while she was definitely one of those like CW actresses. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad she broke away from that because I actually I really like her. Yeah, I think she became a star on Friday Night Lights. She was on um, the Friday Night Lights TV show, and that's where she really like broke out. I would like okay. to see Mockingbird come back to Agents of Shield. By the way, me too. Yeah, she was awesome. Hunter can he can chill, but no, Mockingbird <laughs> needs to come back. And hopefully, yeah. like when she does come back, they give her the goggles. That's what I've been. I was waiting for the goggles. Is he really swimming? Do you think he's really seriously swimming with these fish, or like they're all like put in? It's like. Comp- <laughs> on top of each other to make it seem like he's yeah, really I think there might this might be some CG yeah things going on here so nice uh, Jaws shout out the name of the boat is Quint so <laughs> good looking out for that so Al if, you, Al if you're listening to this podcast I caught that <laughs> I caught that reference um, I was talking There's to Brittany earlier sorry mm-hmm. There's so many blonde dudes in this bay. Like, why? Like, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> like, just so many blonde white guys. Like, I'm like, is this is, is, this dude could be his cousin? But what? I don't think I don't think they introduced his his brother. Like, blonde hair was kind of a thing in Atlantis. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the cool thing about Jason Momoa, right? Like, they've uh, they've gone the opposite. Oh, thank like, God. Yeah. That's really weird origin. Like, like retcon origin where they were just like, Arthur can't be king because he has blonde hair, and we discriminate against those people. Like, what? <laughs> well, you know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people have to be discriminated against. They gotta. He has know. brown eyes, though. <laughs> Justin Hartley. They just had a nice close-up of his eyes. So. Oh, Justin. I like Hartley's how Brittany noticed the eyes. Right. <laughs> so uh, this is. As as one to do on Smallville, you, you're introduced to the hero, and he's wearing the uh, traditional hero colors, right? The <laughs> orange and the green. They're flip flopped, but you know, I think that was definitely deliberate. That oh, every, yeah. every time you see Arthur, he's going to be wearing orange and green, just like every time you saw Clark, he wore some combination of red and blue. Mm-hmm. He had no other clothes. Right. Like that. That was it. Yeah, it was. It was. It got to a point where it was like, does Clark ever change? <laughs> That's, he's got like one red jacket and one blue t-shirt because at least in seasons one and two he would like switch it up like sometimes he wore a blue jacket and a red shirt sometimes he sometimes wore a plaid he wore shirt plaid. Yeah. like yeah but after a while it was just like the blue jacket or the red jacket and i was like okay so we're just okay yeah <laughs> like how many blue shirts do you own tom welling or clark kent or tom welling maybe it was tom maybe tom was like i'm not changing today yeah he got he got tired of it like this is much i don't like that they call him ac you know i was about to yeah. say there are only two acs in the world it's ac green former la laker power forward and ac <laughs> slater from saved by the bell like you can't redeem those initials arthur curry yeah i just like it's so 
early WB, like, we're going to call you AC because that sounds cool. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't sound cool. It sounds obnoxious. Call him Arthur. <laughs> so the, it's funny, too, that um, other than Justin Hartley and, of course, the two named actors, Ving Rhames and Lou Diamond Phillips, I don't think any of these other actresses or actors, like, went on to do much after this pilot failed. Because this, this actress, mm-hmm. for example, I think her name's Amber McDonald. Yeah. She didn't really do anything after this, did she? I looked her up. I didn't see anything. I think she was, like, in um, Without a Paddle. Like, I think she did a couple of movies or whatever. But, yeah, I didn't see much for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But and she... Then, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, later we meet uh, Lieutenant Torres, Denise Quinones, who uh, didn't really go on to do a lot of shows. After. I know that she did a couple of episodes of Smallville as the Angel of Vengeance. Mm. which was their, like, oh. vigilante character. I think her name was Andrea Rojas on um, Smallville. Yeah. I remember her on uh, Smallville now. Yeah, I, and she had, like, a small part on, I think she had, like, a guest spot or something, or, like, a victim of the week spot on, like, Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. I love too much Law & Order SVU. <laughs> a lot of actors have, though. <laughs> there, I remember watching the Tonys last year, and... They did a bit where, like, they showed all the Hamilton actors who had guested on Law and Order. Yeah, it was like Leslie. Odom. Here's Leslie Odom Jr. on Law and Order. Here's Dovey Diggs on Law and Order. Here's Christopher Jackson on Law and Order. Well, Mershka Hargitay is like a huge fan of Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and like Raul Esparza is like a huge like Broadway guy. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he was in Being Alive. He got nominated for a Tony for that role. But he didn't win! So <laughs> sorry. Hey, Ving Rhames. Or Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> I remember him from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that's, that's right. That, that's your yeah. Ving Rhames? Like, that dude's that dude's badass. He's in Mission Impossible. He was Pulp Fiction. He was Marcellus Wallace in yeah. Pulp Fiction. Although you never see his face, right? I thought I think you do. Like, oh no! At, at the one, end, like, at the end? end, yeah, you do eventually see. Which it. is technically like <laughs> in the, <laughs> the timeline of it is like in the <laughs> beginning or middle. Yeah. Yeah, Ving Rhames is awesome. So Ving Rhames is supposed to be Atlantean, right? That's what they're yeah. hinting at in this show. Which I think is cool. I mean, I can't remember when like Calder was created because I know he's not actually that old of a comic character, but it kind of reminded me, like, you know, oh, there's yeah, that's right, there's Black Atlantean. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Well, you know, and again, we have to shout out Golf and Miller for, you know, as, and, and he talked about this in our interview, you know, as white executive producers, TV writers, you know, they could have been as oblivious as everybody else when it comes to, like, having a diverse cast of characters. But they make, they you know, in the interview, he talks about how they make it a point to find actors of color and even people, like, extras in the background. Uh, to to show up in shots just because they want to reflect what the world looks like. Because, you know, they didn't have to make McCaffrey a black man. They didn't have to have Lieutenant Torres in the show. They didn't have to have Lou Diamond Phillips play the adoptive father, right? Like, these are conscious choices. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that when you make your characters white, that's also a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to... Al Goff and Miles Miller for good looking out people of color communities. Yes. 
this actor person that Lou Diamond just saved really reminded me of James Marsden for some reason. Really? Like, I don't know why. Like, he had the same baby face. I'm like, oh my god, Cyclops, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> this was 2006. Cyclops is too busy getting his uh, Lois Lane taken away from him by Superman in Superman Returns. <laughs> and Ray Palmer is Superman. You know, I like Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer way better than I liked him as Superman. I, did, I liked his character on Chuck. I can't remember the, the, his character's name, but he was good on Chuck. I never saw Chuck. Oh but... my god, please watch it. <laughs> Lieutenant Torres, like, the way they did her makeup really irks me. Because, like, I have friends that were in the Air Force, and you don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to see, like, a Puerto Rican actress, like, involved in this. Because they're in Florida, so right. I'm kind of like, where are, all the, where are all the Latins? Right, right. Where we all go, like. Well, and she's she's set up to be like the main female protagonist, right? Like, I think even more so than the other girl. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she has that like cool little like implied mystery at the end. So at least it's implied that she's important. But this was the WB, so there was probably going to be like some kind of love triangle. Oh, I'm sure. That's what I. It would have been cool if they revealed that she was actually like Mira or something. Like that would have been awesome. Yeah. Yes. Oh, look at this this be swimming effects. Well, you know, I mean, I have to give them credit because they they were very adamant about never seeing Clark fly. They could have been just as adamant as you're never going to see Arthur swim, so. That would have been hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That would have been real difficult. It's not bad. Remember, this is 2006. These yeah, are yeah. these are CW effects in 2006. It, it, it's funny that they like they really did put a lot of time into this. Like Arthur's being real stupid right now, though, swimming against the jet. Pull your roll up. Like, did he know there was like a hot pilot? Is that why he's doing it, or is <laughs> like, what is the what is the logic behind? I'm just going to start showing off to this military plane. Unless he knew, like, hey, she's kind of cute, like. <laughs> I don't think Atlanteans have telescopic vision, do they? I don't think so, no. But his glowy necklace reminds me of the glowy necklace that Ursula had in The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yes! Like, that's really cool. I want that. I'm glad we're on the same page. (laughs) It would be cool if, like, every episode of um, the first season of Aquaman was, like, a lyric from The Little Mermaid. Yes. <laughs> like maybe episode two was part of your world. That was the name. Of it. <laughs> I would I would have like loved that. <laughs> I I will fund that myself with my meager earnings. Like <laughs> and get uh, Ken to play Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it wouldn't be a CW superhero show if there wasn't several scenes in a hospital. What's up with that? Like. And this is clearly the Smallville Hospital, right? Like this isn't yeah. this where like Lana is always laid out? And then now it's the same hospital they use on like Arrow and the Flash now. It must just be like a really good set. Like they all just attached to it. Like I just imagine like all these like crew members' names are like etched like somewhere <laughs> on this set. It's like a part of the CW family. <laughs> that was so one thing a- that was one thing I so- forgot to mention to Al when I was talking to him is that it was it, I'm I'm still it's still weird for me to see, like, the Oliver Queen mansion and th- not think it's Lex Luthor's house. 
They use that house in so many different things, though. Right. It's like it's also um, Professor Xavier's school mm-hmm. in the X Men, but it'll always be Lex Luthor's house to me. <laughs> so here, see that he's flirting with her. So clearly, yes, he, he like he saw the cute pilot, and that's why he was racing after a navy plane. Because when you're a secret superhero, you want to get the Navy involved. Right? <laughs> Your name's not AC. I'm so annoyed by this. <laughs> Just say Arthur. Like, it was such a cool, intense, like, line. She's like, oh, it matters to me that you saved me. I need to know the name of the person. Like, because you know they're going to be something down the line. And then he's just like, AC. AC. What's that head tilt? <laughs> like, What? <laughs> Do you think uh do you think Momoa's gonna go by AC and uh Justice League? God, I hope not. Like <laughs> I forgive Zack Snyder for a lot. He can he can give me the Arthur Curry. Like he doesn't need to go AC. Do they ever reveal who this guy's supposed to be? Because he, I mean, there's a plot twist coming up in a second of of where this guy's from. But is he is he, so he's not Atlantean? Like I'm not quite sure. I've followed the plot yeah. in terms of like yeah I was confused too yeah, that's what I was confused about exactly like cause this guy knows about King Or or Prince Orin I guess in this case he's not a king yeah. yet this not FBI guy really annoyed me cause he just like he was so careless with his prop like, <laughs> he just like flip I'm like the Winchester brothers do that better than you come on <laughs> Do. That's like the third supernatural reference in this <laughs> commentary alone. This was the oh, guy, I- if you remember from Smallville, and I think all of these actors have all had a stint on Smallville. He was the guy who played um his he was the meteor freak who like when he hugged people they died. Uh, Do you remember that episode? I don't know. There's Kara slash Lady <laughs> J slash Bobby Morse slash Wonder Woman. She's oh, she's literally you. played like every comic book heroine, I think. I, she's, yeah, she's like one of my favorite like geek centric actors. Like, I love her. She would have made it like a pretty good TV Wonder Woman, but that that costume was horrendous. That pilot was horrendous. Have you? Did you guys see that one? Maybe if we can if we can <laughs> all find it, we should do that as a commentary next. Because I have not never seen it. No, I saw like a two second clip once, and that was it. Yeah, it was so not we good. Should totally do that next. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem with the Wonder Woman pilot was that just David E. Kelly just had no idea who Diana Prince was, right? Like it was just a clear misunderstanding of the Wonder Woman character. So, see, this guy is supposed to be like a lost pilot who was like living yeah. in Atlantis for the last sixty years. So, are they saying like Atlanteans like steal humans and turn them into Atlanteans? Is that what? I don't get what the point of they save like the ocean and like get like immortality. I'd be down with that. Like, yeah, Atlantean taxes. Because if not, (laughs) then yeah, sign me up. So, what do you guys think of um, making Arthur this like environmentalist, animal rights activist? Because one thing I was talking to Brittany about before we started watching is that this actually came out after. The Aquaman episode of Smallville, if you guys recall, Alan Richson played Arthur Curry on Smallville, mm-hmm. and that was the basis for this show, even though they decided not to cast him 
as the lead. So this is not connected to Smallville, even though it feels like it is. Um, what do you guys think of like this aspect of the uh, Aquaman character making him an animal rights activist? Well, I think it makes sense because he's supposed to be like the king of fish and stuff. So. <laughs> There's that is man. Kind of intimidating and, and awesome. That's uh, to be to be fair. That's one of my favorite lines in the original Justice League trailer, where where Bruce looks to Arthur and he says, "So I hear you talk to fish," and like Momoa just gives him side eye. That's that was one of the best parts of the first trailer. Bruce just always yeah. comes down to fight. Like I'm like, you need to stop fighting with people that are so much bigger and stronger than you. Like, <laughs> like Alfred, calm your son down. Um, I actually, I kind of like it. Like, I'm not super familiar with Aquaman comics. Um, it's mostly been like you know, um, Justice League stuff. And then I read Jeff Johns's New Fifty Two run, which was really good. Mm-hmm. It was um, one of the few good New Fifty Two books. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't talk about Teen Titans in 52. There's only three of them, and that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that. And, like, I know, like, uh, Jason Momoa has talked about how, like, they're connecting his Polynesian culture mm-hmm. to, like, the Aquaman character in the movies, which is really exciting. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Like, I love marine biology, and I love, like, the ocean. It scares the heck out of me, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> so... I've just never been interested in Aquaman as a character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, th- this is kind of why I was hoping we could get Ken back on, because he is oh. the biggest um, Aquaman fan. She just fan. the shit out of him. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> it's okay. But, um, yeah, that's some, like, crazy makeup. Yeah, this... that wasn't a cute siren. <laughs> like... so, so, but one of the things Golf Miller talked about with doing Aquaman, too, is that you know, he really doesn't have, and remember, this came out in 2006, he really doesn't have, like, a definitive origin story. Like, there are, I'm, I mean, he has one, but, like, there aren't a lot of, like, Aquaman fanboys that are that are <laughs> completely, you know, married to whatever Aquaman's origin is, right? Because there's... Like like you were mentioning earlier, Desiree, like there's the aspect of like, well, he was the one Atlantean with blonde hair and we hate him for it. But there's yeah. also, so I think he has a very kind of like malleable origin story and that's why you yeah, can get away like, with it. The origin before that, like, um, like his parents were, like his mom was Atlantean and his dad wasn't. And, but his mom was on land with them, and then she died, and she told him that he was, like, the, a prince or something. And then there was, like, a retcon version where, like, um, she was married already, but she had an affair with his dad on land, and she lived in the ocean, and, like, so they, they didn't meet. Like, and she she had to give him away because of his blonde hair, and, you know, that was bad. He made a Little Mermaid reference. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Look at I want to red crab to like walk up on this beach or something like. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, I I totally get what you know they were going for because I read that they were going for like like the classic version because there really right. wasn't any specific, you know, there's not one that like all fans know. Right, right. Well, and I think this so like there are Easter eggs for the fans though, right? Because like I think in the comics, in the old comics. Uh, he was adopted by a lighthouse keeper, so like making McCaffrey kind of run the lighthouse, I think is a nod to that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there's been like some origins where like his parent, his dad was human, and then other ones where he was just like adopted. So, mm-hmm. like the one I'm most familiar with is the one where his dad is like from um is human, and then you know his mom is is Atlantean to give that whole like half mixed. Is it mixed species? Because are are they I humans? Think- I don't. I would say mixed species because I mean yeah. they're humanoids, but they're not like you like Earth humans, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what uh, isn't there a term in like Star Trek because there's so many, you know, mixed Vulcan and human and mixed Klingon and human. I guess everyone mixes with humans though. <laughs> why are there no? Why are there no like Klingon Vulcan mixes on Star Trek? That would- I'm sure if you looked for the fanfic, Keith, there would, there would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Star Trek is too human-centric. <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's, you know, we're joking about Aquaman, but what do you guys think would have happened if this show got picked up to series back in, two, I mean, like, 2006, again, this was still the pre-comic book boom, right? This was two years before... Uh, Dark Knight and Iron Man, which which really changed yeah. the game in terms of like acceptance of comic book superheroes, um, at least like the acceptance of really kind of diving deep into like superhero mythology, right? Because uh, back because back before that, it was like you could be superheroes, but you have to wear like black leather. You can't be, you know, uh, you can't like lean into the superhero ness of it all. But what if Aquaman like succeeded? What where do you think? Where would we be right now? Do you think they would have ever eventually crossed over with Smallville somehow? I think so. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was one of the, I think one of the priests said that was like something they were interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if like, if they had Aquaman and Smallville on at the same time, um, if that would have like opened up more sideshows, you know, like at the time they would have done Flash sooner, if they would have done Green Arrow sooner, you know. Um, if we would have gotten a better Green Arrow. Well, you know, uh, I mean, one of the things, one of the failures, because the pilot, fa- well, fail, failure is probably too strong a word, but because CW didn't pick up Aquaman and Golf Miller liked Justin so much, they did eventually cast him as Oliver Queen the following season when they knew Aquaman wasn't going to go forward, but they wanted to keep him on board. I think that one of the reasons I was so, like, slow to pick up on Arrow was that I always felt that if you're going to do a Green Arrow show, why not use Justin Hartley's character since he's, you know, he already has like, because to be, to be fair, and I don't want, you know, I don't want to offend um, Desiree because you are, you know, a Green Arrow, Black Canary fan, but if not for Justin Hartley's take on Oliver Queen, I don't think Green Arrow would be a, you know, marketable character. Oh no, that's totally true. Like, you hit the nail on the head. Like, Smallville and Justin Harley really brought the character to, like, a mainstream audience mindset. Because before then, we only had the Justice League cartoons, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. Green Arrow and Black Canary were popular through that. But nothing like, you know, Green Arrow got after Smallville. So I really do think that, you know, Justin Hartley had a huge part in making the current Arrow a reality. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people kind of attribute, like, Arrow for the reason why we have all the DC superhero shows and i'm like no dude smallville yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smallville, smallville proved that it could be done it could be marketable it could last 10 years you know like so yeah without 
Justin Hartley, you know, and his Oliver Queen, who was amazing. Um, there's just no way. What is she wearing? <laughs> Weird. I'm sorry. I got so distracted by her shipwreck bikini thing. <laughs> Do you think being a siren gives you, like, awesome eyeshadow powers? Brittany, did you see that eyeshadow? Girl was looking, like, working looks. I'm like, you're a siren. You're underwater all the time. It's uh, waterproof. Hello. Setting spray. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. People like, weren't really using spray. <laughs> and then Lieutenant Torres is back with, like, this, like, brow highlight and stuff. And I'm like, I'm so confused. So you're saying in the military, you can't, like, be rocking fab makeup? Not to that extent, to <laughs> what I know. Like, I had a friend, and she was uh, in the Air Force. Um, they got the bun right, but, like, sh- I think she could only wear, like, a little bit of mascara, and that was basically it. Everything else had to be, like, clean face. Mm. Yeah, this dude is, like, so clearly, like, smarmy, <laughs> shady government it's just like back hair yeah. I mean, of course like that's that's the thing right if you got like that slick back hair and that like ill-fitting generic suit you're gonna be like that weird sort of government guy did he even say what government agency he's from didn't he say fbi but i don't know if he's really fbi yeah i just feel like he could be like a conspiracy theorist person and like trying to hunt down the mysteries of the bermuda triangle so is that, do you think that would have been the, like, motivating factor every week that, like, they find some new Bermuda Triangle victim? Yeah, or just, like, find out more about what happens when you go in from there to Atlantis or something? Because, like, what, because you know how Smallville has, like, Freak of the Week, the media yeah. freaks. You know, Flash has the, you know, metahumans who are affected by the explosion. Like, what would have been the weekly villain? Because it wouldn't have been the Sirens every week, right? Like, I imagine would... it'd be, like, other Atlanteans, maybe? You know, or maybe... Yeah. Cause it wasn't just Atlantis. Like, there were other, like, underwater communities that either didn't like Atlantis or didn't like Arthur. You'd have, like, Black Man to show up, you think? Probably not mm. until, like, mid-season or something. <laughs> like, they'd probably save him because he's, like, a big villain. Like, he'd be, like, their Slade. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I could see for, like, the starting off, like, every week it'd be like, you know, this person is Arthur, Arthur again. Like, this is a part of his training. Well, there's also <laughs> the, the the notion, right, that they are in exile. That, um... Oh, yeah. You know, so maybe the Atlanteans wouldn't be so keen to see Arthur. So maybe True. there would be some, like, bad Atlanteans who would, you know... Cause did, they, did they explain why they were in exile? I don't think so. No. That could have been something they could have explored, too. Is it because Justin has blonde hair? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because this dude is not going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, this is so nasty. did a Banksy at the crime scene. It's, you can't just touch stuff. Like, all that contamination. contamination I know. <laughs> <laughs> too, many, too many cop shows for you guys. Been watching SVU for too long. I don't even watch SUV to be honest. One but I did watch obsessed with the channel. <laughs> <laughs> does a uh, does this bar have like serious Talon vibes to you guys? Like oh, yeah, a, yeah, like an Aqua version of it. <laughs> <laughs> they should play the band Aqua too. They're um 
their, that would be brilliant. Their production designer loves the hanging Christmas lights. I'm telling you. Those would bug me if I was at that bar. Like, I would be so annoyed if they were just things in my face all the time while I'm trying to eat. No, we, wait, we, he's against, like, the whole fishing thing. Does he not eat fish? You know, it's like when they make poison ivy a vegetarian. It's like, dude, the last thing poison ivy would be is a vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah, that makes no sense. She wouldn't be a vegetarian. If anything, if anything, she'd be a straight up carnivore. She'd be eating like steaks and because she's like, screw the animals. Yeah, she wouldn't be eating a salad. I hate whenever they depict poison ivy like eating a salad. That makes no sense. Yeah, she'd be like Atkins diet. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should point out that like Arthur's wearing orange. Oh, yeah. There's our first look at the Aquaman costume. Didn't he have orange on in, like, the first Well, he had orange scene? shorts. He had, like, a green... Oh, he, had, he had the flip, the reverse. the reverse. I hate when that happens. <laughs> There's a conveniently placed photo of him in the... Ava? Yeah. Eva? Eva? Is it Eva or Ava? I think they were... It's... Spelled Eva, but they were calling her Ava. See, I feel like that, like that's what I bothered about that robot and Wally. Hey, it's the it's perfect Eva storm. Or Ava. <laughs> they like they totally lifted that shot from the Mark Wahlberg George Clooney movie, didn't they? I honestly did not see that movie, but I remember the trailer so well that yeah, I, I feel like they probably did. I think this came out the same time. It's like let's get that perfect storm shot. What's that other movie and being really mad that George Clooney like went down with his ship? I'm like, you can be free. Hey, spoiler alert! Come on, Desiree, to go down with the ship. Next thing, next thing you're gonna tell me is Bruce Willis. Next thing you're gonna tell me is Bruce Willis dies in uh, Armageddon. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen that. Look at us spoiling ten year old movies for Britney left and right. I'm just like, ah, but uh, it's okay. Or maybe I did, and I just don't remember it. I that's, don't know. That's also... So what, like, McCaffrey just carries a flask of water everywhere? It is the fanciest flask. Emergency water. Like, did you see the flask? That was super fancy. I want to know where these light beams come from. It's, it's because you're close to Atlantis. It's like a beacon. That was so gratuitous, Justin Hartley. Let me oh, just... I got major uh, flash dance. Let me just pour water all over better, myself. It, it would have been better if I sure it was all. Well, yes. this is, so maybe it wasn't as broke, gratuitous. Go for broke. Yeah. Because like, if you're going to do a wet t-shirt, you don't do orange. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> but they were trying to get him in his Aquaman colors. Yeah. So. Well, once he takes off his shirt, he's the Aquaman-y. For, <laughs> for all you This Is Us fans listening to DCTV Classics. It's the Aquaman-y. That's such a cool transition. I know it's like totally like 2006 cheese, but that transition <laughs> is so cool. <laughs> Agent Palicki's badass. That's for she sure. She really is. She's in my favorite G.I. Joe movie, by the way. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Underrated classic. Uh, my favorite line. That's the best G.I. Joe movie. I can't, <laughs> if anybody disagrees, we can't be friends with them. I'm sorry, we missed. Oh, look at that. Look at that hero entrance with his shirt off. It's the Aquaman-y. Yeah. yeah, so, like, did he take his shirt off when he went underwater? I guess. Or, I it guess. just melted oh. off. His shirt melted <laughs> off. 
Was he like, I'll fight better if I don't have my shirt on. I can get more water in my skin that way. You know, in the pilot episode of This Is Us, Justin Hartley's character makes a Jason Momoa reference, and I wonder if it's because the writers knew he played Aquaman. (laughs) Probably, because I would be that person to write that in. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why would you make Justin Hartley, of all people, make the Jason Momoa reference if you didn't know the Aquaman connection? Yeah. So what do we think of... Oh, look at that. Right Right in the head. This is straight out of Walking Dead. So I guess Adrian Palicki doesn't come back for another episode. No, unfortunately. She had to go on and become a Wonder Woman, I guess. So what do we think of the fight scenes? Are these uh are these Iron this, Fist level? Um uh, no. <laughs> I think they're better. I won't argue with that. It's just because he is, because look, Justin Hartley is believable as a fighter. That's all I will say about that. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back at the hospital. Oh no, I'm sorry if you guys hear the scratching. That's my cat trying to get in here. (laughs) Wait, why is Ava in the hospital? What happened to her? She got stabbed by the She got, she got, yeah. Oh, I I missed that. I think I was too busy waxing poetic about, like, something. something. She got, uh, Adrian did it. What? Right. Lieutenant uh, Torres is also a... An Atlantean survivor? That's why I'm like, wait a minute. When was she sent off to go there? Yeah, like, was she sent? Did they capture them? How did she get back? These are things yeah. we never know. Oh, See, Morgan, that's, I... that's what I want to know what's going to happen next. Maybe we should ask Al because I just that's what's bothering me is where was like did she travel back in time did she go forward in time has she been there all those years I don't know you know apparently they had otherwise she's Mira yeah that would be cool Hmm. but apparently they had mapped out at least the first season so I would it would be interesting to go back if we ever get Miles and Al back on the show it would be it would Hmm. be interesting to ask them like where would have Aquaman gone had it not gotten, you know, yeah. canceled? So I'm very curious about um, Rachel's character. A guest appearance, cameo appearance by Britney's cat. Nala, who's Beyonce, or might be Beyonce. <laughs> oh, your cat is named <laughs> Nala? That's awesome. Yes. So when I heard the news about Beyonce possibly being Nala, I was like, Nala, you're almost Beyonce. <laughs> Henry the Fourth. That's subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Does Justin Hartley look like someone who reads Ving Rames? <laughs> Aww. Aww. Not when he's named AC. <laughs> He looks nothing like AC Slater. I'm just saying, if you're going to be AC, you have to have like the Jerry curl, and the and the tank top, and the dance moves, and Kelly Kapowski. Am I the only one? No, no, Saved by the Bell. I watched it, but it was like in reruns, and I was probably like, I don't know how old. Yeah, I watched it when it was new, (laughs) y'all. So who's this band? I don't even know. 
to well, no, I was gonna I was wondering if this would be like the theme song moving forward or would every episode start with Annette O'Toole um <laughs> narrating it and then would is that where like the, the... current <laughs> DC shows got the narration at the beginning yeah. from? I oh, hate I that, like by that. the way. I hate the narration on the current DC shows. Like some of them, for a while there, I think I think the Flash one was like five minutes long in the beginning. Like my name is Barry Allen, and I went back in time, and then I didn't go back in time, and then I fixed it, then I didn't fix it. Now I'm back here, and now my wife's gonna die. Like, all right. So that was Aquaman. Yeah. What what's uh what's our impression? What do we think? Do we think uh, it deserved to live longer than it did? Maybe I. I'm the type of person who, like, when I at least watch shows, I have to give it at least, like, two episodes. But if I really can't give it through the first episode, fine. But this one, I would have given it, like, at least three episodes before I maybe, like, checked out. You know? So, I feel like this deserved a little bit more. How about you, Desiree? I think it definitely deserved to be at least picked up for, like, a half season at the very least. Because... I think they set up some interesting things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Arthur has an interesting mythology that can be, like, built upon. The AC thing is terrible, <laughs> but we can get past that. Like, yeah. they set up, inter- like, Atlantis, I mean, come on, there's a reason why that story has been, you know, something that's been in fictional media for, like, ever. Why you do know? you think, like, why do you think, though, that Aquaman has the reputation that he has? Like, why do people always go to the jokes and that, like, he's a lame superhero? Like, what what is it about... Well, I think super friends. he's really campy. Like, even, like, if, like, he's in a media that is campy, he's the most campiest compared <laughs> to everybody. And I think I, he has, yeah, he has, like, a reputation, you know, of just being, like, kind of like a like a silly character. Like, even an unintentionally silly. Like, yeah. I mean, my first, ex- like, real exposure to him was in the Justice League cartoon where he was, like, you know, this really badass king that like cut his hand off and stuff to save his son and i was like what the heck yeah i don't know like super friends is i mean everybody's seen the gif of him like you know skiing on like two fish <laughs> yeah that's um, what like the version of aquaman that i knew because i think it was like reruns on like boomerang of that aquaman justice league cartoon or whatever it was and that's what i always think of as aquaman so i'm like oh he's lame and like dorky so, like, that's why I thought it was really funny that Ken was, like, such a hardcore Aquaman fan. <laughs> I never knew anyone who was. An and I don't think he's ever had any stories that have been, like, like really well-known. Right. Like, There's no iconic Aquaman run. Yeah, because, like, even Green Arrow and Black Canary have stuff like Longbow Hunters or something where, the like, quiver. serious, yeah. yeah, it was serious material. And... Um, you know, I mean, Hal Jordan, like, the whole space thing was really big. Like, people can get into that. I don't like Hal Jordan, but whatever. No, that's a good um, point about, like, there really isn't the definitive Aquaman. Like, you know, you rack your brain. You mentioned the uh, the the Jeff Johns New 52, but that's, like, four years old, right? Like, there isn't, yeah. there isn't like, the classic, oh, remember so-and-so's. I mean, I think, didn't Peter David do a bit? I feel like Peter David had a, a pretty lengthy run on Aquaman, but yeah, there isn't the one kind of like, you know, you have John Byrne, Frank Miller, George Perez, you know, with in terms of like the Trinity, but there really isn't like, who is that iconic Aquaman? Yeah, like, creator. I mean, like we were talking about Teen Titans and Judas Contract. I mean, there's a reason why they adapted Judas Contract. It was like a huge story, you know, that Marv Wolfman and like um, George Perez put together and the Greg Rucka run on Wonder Woman and, mm-hmm. you know, 
Birds of Prey, all the Gail Simone, Gail Simone stuff that yeah. was done for, you know, them. And, yeah, for, like, Aquaman, like, like even with Flash, like, you can name... Oh, yeah, there are, there are several, like, iconic Flash stories, right? And then... Yeah. So I think part of what's so exciting about the James Wan movie coming out next year is that they really have a whole playground, right? Like, they can start from scratch and not... And like, as you mentioned earlier, they're using a lot of Pacifica culture, a lot of Polynesian culture to kind of inform the character because they cast Jason Moe, which is, which is amazing. You know, we, we, even though, like, everyone's saying Aquaman's a, a, a dork and he's lame, he's still an iconic superhero. Like, people yeah. in the middle of nowhere know who Aquaman is. They know him as a joke, but they know who he is. Like, he is an iconic exactly. character. He's yeah. ten times more iconic than Iron Fist, right? Like, Iron Fist, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, was a C-list character at best. Hell, Iron Man was a B-list character as, at best before Robert Downey Jr., oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the fact that DC and Warner Brothers, and I give them a lot of crap, I know, but the fact that they cast a native Hawaiian actor to play mm-hmm. Aquaman, and they, and they, and they got uh, an Asian New Zealander director to direct it and write it. Yeah. And, that's they're amazing. Racing, like they're also not erasing has has you know background because a lot of the times you'll see actors who are racially ambiguous that their character is also racially ambiguous. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, and especially with like it being like Atlantis, they really could have gone that way and be like, well, they're not really human, so they don't have a race. <laughs> they just come in different colors. Whatever, you know, right, like right, they right. could have really gone that route with it, but I feel like they're adapting some of it has culture into the story, so that would make sense. Yeah, and it's, it's also interesting because, like, um, and I don't know if the film will do this, but if they go with the whole, you know, Atlantis is kind of a supremacist society and they do discriminate, you know, instead of going with the, oh, he has blonde hair, <laughs> you know, in this one, he's, you know, since he's, you know, brown and he's native Hawaiian, like, they can actually adapt that into like a more modern story, mm-hmm. um, you know, which would be which would be way easier, you know. And something that you know, you just don't see like for superheroes. Like I hate it when people are like, you know, oh, why do superheroes have to be such and such, like black or brown? It's like because I want to see it. Like, <laughs> well, the other thing too, decades and like we don't know, like Atlantis doesn't have to be. And one part of the the ocean is most of the planet, right? So like there are exactly. various there are various cultures indigenous to the ocean potentially right and that maybe arthur's from a diff- different part of the ocean but he he's the king of the entire ocean you know yes. what i also dig too about the justice league and the aquaman movie is that not only have they kind of adapted the character to fit jason momoa's cultural identity and heritage they're also they've also seemed to have adapted him to fit jason momoa's personality if you yeah. from the trailer, like you know, he's drinking whiskey and he's like, "I can dig it." Like it's like straight up, you know, Aquaman is is Jason. It like literally became Jason Momoa, which is kind of neat. Which I think is good because I feel like you know, as we said, Aquaman was kind of a joke before Jason Momoa got the role. So you know, I feel like for people like Ken who really does see something awesome and like special in Aquaman, that like they're going to get that and they're not going to be mocked anymore. Mm. So I think that's like, you know, nice that they've done that and they've made him badass. Well, can we give yeah. Justin Hartley any credit for trying to make the Aquaman yeah. cool? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, how, like, did he succeed? How <laughs> other than the AC? Uh, I, I do I, I do like Justin Hartley. Like, I mean, he's yeah. he very all the I mean, most of the cast was very standard, you know, CW pretty. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. 
but I, you know, I like him. Like he's he's got a nice you know unassuming charm to him. That's what I liked about him as Oliver. Um, I don't know if I really like the idea of like a like a kind of sort of cocky Arthur Curry. Um, I like what Jason Momoa does because it's somebody described him as like a frat boy, but I didn't get that feel from him. Like I just he's he's doing what he does, you know. <laughs> yeah, you mean Jason Momoa's frat? I mean, I could see yeah, maybe I mean, Justin's. AC is kind of frat boyish, but yeah, I get that more from Justin's. But it, you know, I that's what it would have been interesting to see, like to see him more, um, you know, dealing with like the trauma of losing his mom and stuff, like because that was clearly something they brought up in the pilot that he still was very hurt by and still very invested mm-hmm. in finding her and stuff. Which is why it was weird to me that uh, at the end, his mentor character was like, "Your dad would be proud." I'm like, "His dad is proud. His dad's on my end." Like, talk about his mom. <laughs> Right, that's a good point. Like, what were they hinting at? Because, like, his father is human, right? I'm guessing his in mom this one, his dad would be Atlantean. Because that was yeah. one of his origins. Because it's, J- it's, the Lou Diamond Phillips is playing his adoptive dad, so it's not yeah. like... I mean, Justin Hartley isn't playing half Filipino, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they made it clear that he was adopted, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well... That was Aquaman. I think that was fun. Maybe we can do some more of these episode commentaries in the future. Uh, if you're listening out there in the Twitterverse, let us know. Reach out to us at DCTV Classics. If you go to the DCTV Classics section of the DCTV Podcast, you can always leave comments as well. I think this was fun. Let us know if you want us to do more of these episode commentaries in the future. In the meantime, Brittany, why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on almost all social media platforms at Hi Brittany Monet. Um, I live tweet the current DC CW shows at DC TV podcast for the West Coast showing, and I am now doing Nerds of Colors East Coast showing for Into the Badlands yes. at Nerds of Color Twitter. Awesome. And uh, Desiree, how about you? Where can folks find you on the internet? Um, if you go to my website, latinamediamusings.wordpress.com, you can find me on there. Awesome. And I can be found at the real chow on Twitter, the underscore real underscore chow. Also at the Nerds of Color. Find us at thenerdsofcolor.org. Subscribe to the Hard Knock Life podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. That is the Nerds of Color podcast. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to part one of my conversation with Al Goff, you can find that on Hard Knock Life. Of course, part two, where we nerd out about Smallville for an hour, is on the DCTV Classics podcast network. Uh, thank you out there for listening, DCTV podcast family. Thank you for letting us be a part. Until next time, same pod time, same pod channel. Thank you.